Good morning, good morning, my friends. I would have put the song, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas. You see, I'm singing low, Melanie Miller, so it doesn't show how off tune I am. Somebody told me that. When you don't know how to sing, keep it low. <laughs> keep it low. Seven days before Christmas, as of tomorrow. Well, actually, we're having our family Christmas party tomorrow. So I've got all this stress, you know, this useless stress. Oh, got to get the gifts wrapped up. So what do I do, Melanie Miller? You know me. So I said, hmm, who can do this task for me? <laughs> That's it. So Sylvie's coming in and today she's going to have a massive day of wrapping my gifts up. Uh, welcome everyone to the podcast. Please, please, please share share this podcast. Again, we're closing off the segment about the clarity question. Do I clearly see my dream? And I was sharing with Jean-Philippe this morning and Sabrina. I, I remember, I remember Annie Marchand, how obsessed she was, like talking about obsession. And not, not many of you know the Annie I met at 28 years old, okay? She, anything she embarked on, she was obsessed. So it began with a karaoke challenge and they could have won. I don't You know what, guys? I don't even remember. Let's say a huge modular kit, okay? And she became obsessed with winning. And I still see her walking in with her three um, first recruits, sex bombs, like literally sex bombs. Or we're all blonde, blue eyes. They dressed like Genie in the bottle. Who remembers Genie in the bottle? Okay. They came in with those huge platform heels. And I said, I said to Francine, who was the recruiter of, uh, of Annie, I said, they're going to win because we listen to music with our eyes. They couldn't sing for nada, but they won because we listened to music with our eyes. So that brought me a lot to today as, as I was getting, you know, the, the podcast ready this morning. There's, you know, there's also the reality question. And I think somewhere along the book, we'll be covering, am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dreams? And I, and I go back to my number one, who's been earning a million dollars this year for the third consecutive year. And th there's that reality question too. I mean, is what I'm doing going to bring me there? So whether it was her winning the karaoke, whether it is her earning a million dollars today, there's that reality question too. The passion question, does my dream compel me to follow it through? Because a lot of us have dreams, have goals, but they're not compelling. I mean, it's not something that you're ready to die for until you get it. It was Will Smith, once he said, he says, I'm not, I'm not the best actor. I'm not the most talented actor, but I'm willing to die to win an Oscar. And then he wins the Oscar and slaps somebody out. But that's another question. Okay. <laughs> then you have the pathway question. Do I have a strategy to reach my dreams? I mean, hey guys, if you're working in a manufacturing, boxing, I don't know, uh, toys for Mattel. I mean, reality is, uh, that strategy is not going to bring you to living your dream life. So that's why my parents, although they were working in manufacturers, they had the pathway question was answered that this manufacturing job is not going to get us there. So they used their talents, and we all have these talents. Remember, we're all born with it, to do something more after the first eight hours they worked. And then I watched a movie lately, 
an old, old movie this weekend. And he says, gentlemen, we all know that we are rich because of the hours we put after the first eight hours. And I'm working in the kitchen. I said, whoa, whoa, because I listened to the, to the TV and I ran back, Melanie, and I rewinded. It's an old movie. I have to get you the title. And I said, whoa. And then he says, every hour after the eighth hour, I go, it's in the movie. And that is so true. Do you have the pathway question also answered? You know, it's going to take a lot of hard work. So once again, if you haven't shared, please share the podcast. Thank you to Lise and thank you to Matthew for welcoming everyone on Podbean because I don't get to see it. It's too much going on between the Facebook, this, you guys. I love I love reading here on Zoom. Um, if you haven't joined the inspirational group, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, please go. I got this document. I, I'm the one who likes to print. I like the paper and paper stuff. So if you're like me, you can print it. If not, it's there. Uh, and there's a segment in Facebook that you can save what you like. So anytime you want to refer to it, just go and refer to it. Uh, it's so important to be on the group and so important. You know, I want to get Monique to participate more in English. You know, when you've got something inspirational, just go. Go share it, a document, a YouTube video. Somebody sent me a YouTube video yesterday, and it was about a, a woman who says, do you know, do you know that only, like, like some absurd amount, 10% of Americans earn more than $100,000 a year? And my mouth went like this. And then she, she goes, do you know that over a million dollar earners under 2%. And then my mouth went even more like this. And I said, my God, how this company has brought us to be the amongst the top elites. So videos like that, you know, if, Monique, if you have some leads, if you have some, it inspires me. And then when you see that something is very specific to me, just send it to me by messenger. I am driven by knowledge. So great inspirational videos on finances, on reality and Frenchies. So if you find one cute with Frenchie dogs, please also send. Okay. <laughs> please also. I have this great one I found. Anyways. So please also send. So with no further, uh, you know, let's go off to Dr. Melanie Miller, who will explain priorities, direction, and motivation. Thank you, Maria. Um, what about pugs? You don't want uh, videos on pugs as well? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I don't have any on pugs. I know you're so biased, honestly, <laughs> if I was Benji. Anyway, that's another story. Um, good morning, everybody. It is um, just gone midnight here. So I, I apologize if I yawn because I'm feeling really tired. Uh, but it doesn't matter because a clear dream determines your priorities. And my priority today was to be awake for you to come and do this podcast and not take myself to bed. So um, it's easy to lose sight of your priorities if they are not clear. And I love the uh, story John Maxwell told about the bridge over the River Kwai, which is a really famous movie that um, really talks about a captain who was a prisoner of war with the Japanese who had some knowledge of building and the Japanese were trying to get him to build a bridge over the River Kwai, which was going to really help them. 
And uh, this captain, he tried really hard to desist or not to be uh, helpful to them. But in the end, they wore him down and he decided to take on the project. But the trouble was that while he was doing the project, he lost sight of his priorities because he became so proud of the project and how wonderful this bridge was that he was building that he actually tried to protect the bridge against the allies who were trying to destroy the bridge. So um, fortunately, he had an illumination during one of these encounters and he said, oh my goodness, my priority is not to build the bridge, but to defeat the Japanese. And so as soon as he got his perspective back in gear, it was really easy for him to make the decision to destroy the bridge. But we all get like that. We all get into situations where we lose sight of the priority and focus on something which takes us off in a tangent, but doesn't actually achieve the, the dream that we're going for. So when your dream is clear, it's easy to stick to your priorities. And John tells a story about um, how he, he was feeling dizzy and he took himself to the hospital and they did some tests and it turned out that he had an irregular heartbeat. And so uh, John knew that he hadn't really been thinking much about his diet. And when the doctor came in, he was ready. And he says to the doctor, I know, I know, we all do this. I do this with Maria when she, I know she's going to tell me something. I'm on the defensive before she even tells me. So John was like that. He says, I know, I know, I've got to do weight management. And so the doctor looks to him and he says, no, 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 you don't have to do weight management. And uh, John, he sort of said, oh, I felt a little bit of relief until the doctor say, you have to do weight loss, John, you are fat. And he told him several times, talk about being politically incorrect, but he told him several times during the conversation that he was fat. And John realized because he works on things like leadership that he'd lost sight of his priority. His priority was to live a healthy life, to live long, to be able to spend time with his family, to be able to build leaders. And he couldn't do that if he was dead. So having a priority clear in your mind will help you to refocus what you're doing. If your dream is clear, it is easy to identify that there are certain things that you may have to sacrifice, in John's case, his diet, as you make choices to bring you closer to your dream. Or maybe if you're not making the right choices, is it taking you further away from your dream? Only you have control of that. So um, get your priorities um, in order for your dream. And a clear vision, a clear dream gives direction and motivation to the team. Now, we're all striving to be leaders. If we want to be leaders, we have to have people following us. And we don't want to have people behind us saying all the time, what is she doing? Where are we going? Why am I here? Because if you have team 
who are confused about what your dream is or what the dream of the organization is, it's really hard for them to be motivated, to set their own goals and to move forward. So you must have a clear good dream. Your big dream must be desirable to them, communicable to them and clear to them to make them want to work towards whatever it is you're doing. If your team know the dream, they can set their goals. And think about football or any sport that has a goal, right? It's pretty obvious that the aim of the game is to win. And the only way you can win is by putting the ball over the line. And the only way you can put the ball over the line is if everybody works to get the ball over the line or defends to stop the other team getting the ball over the line. It's a simple analogy, but if you want to get the ball over the line, you need to be clear about where the goal is. So everyone is working to get the goal and in the end, they get the goal. As a leader, your people need to know clearly what you are trying to achieve. If they do not know the goal, they will not work for it. And how you communicate it to them will determine their belief in your vision. So an architect, for example, he will have a vision most often about what it wants he, he wants to build. And often he will produce a model of his vision before there's an analysis to see whether engineering wise, it's possible to do because he has a vision. Now, as soon as he's produced a model and there's a vision, everybody works to achieve it because they can see it. John talks of problems with unclear priorities. And he was saying that when he took over a church um, and he was, you know, the church was growing, but not growing fast enough. And what he did was he asked the um, sort of senior people in the church, he asked 17 people what the vision of the church was. And guess what happens? He got 15 different answers. What does that tell you? That tells you that the vision is not clear. And in fact, the vision was so unclear that several of the leaders had different dreams, different visions. So imagine how hard it was for the congregation to follow their leaders. The, once they got their uh, vision aligned, it was easy for the people to follow them. But you have to be able to see the dream to seize the dream. And uh, there's a nice story about um, the discovery in South Africa by a person, he was um, uh, passing a family where some kids were playing with some rocks and he noticed that one of the rocks was glistening. So he said to the mother of the two children playing, can I have a look at that rock? And she said, sure, you can have it. It hasn't got any value. So guess what? It did have value. It was a 23 carat diamond. And when I was reading this story, I kept thinking, I hope he recompensed the children or gave the family something. But obviously it was there. But the thing is, he saw it. He could dream it. But out comes some um, authority uh, to analyze whether it's likely that they're going to find more in South Africa. And this particular authority said, 
no, 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 you're not going to find anymore. This isn't a country. The only way uh, diamonds are getting here is in the dung of ostriches, which really sounds weird because just a few weeks later, they discovered the biggest diamond ever in the same area, an 83 carat, which is now known as the Star of South Africa. So Cecil Rhodes, he was a young entrepreneur from England, and he went out to South Africa, but he had a vision. He believed that he would find diamonds. And him and his brother, they made sacrifices, they worked hard, and now um, he actually is the owner of uh, one of the biggest diamond um enterprises if you like in the world now he took the risk he held on to his vision and he did things like give his workers goals and he made sure he rewarded his workers he even took out an ice making machine so that they would be rewarded so ask yourself this are you someone who sees your vision or are you happy with the status quo do you open your eyes to possibilities or do you wear blinkers and just keep moving in the direction you've always moved? Can you put your dream to the test and define it and tell others about it? And then can you seize it and run with it? But to tell you more about seizing and running and, and clarity, I'm going to pass you over to Mary Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. Yes. So now we go to the dream map because yes, for each part of the book, we have that dream map that we want to create. And there's the same step as for the first question. That was the ownership question. So we'll have to go asking for direction, giving life to the map, journaling and plotting your course. So for asking direction. So therefore the clarity question, you want to make an appointment an appointment with a person who has accomplished a dream that you consider to have been nearly impossible. So for us in the power, I would say, go to Animarcha. <laughs> yes. And pay particular attention to how clear the dream was to her before it was realized. And ask her if she had any special way of keeping the vision for the dream in view in the past and how she do it now. So yes, you want to ask for direction. After that, we go to giving life to the map. So you want to think about the most audacious dream that have been accomplished in human history. So which stands out to you as the most remarkable or interesting? So if you want to play, go in the chat, go in the comments and write for you, what is it that most audacious dream that have been accomplished in human history, according to you. So I did a little bit some research for me. <laughs> what is the most audacious dream in human history? So yes, of course, to walk on the moon is part of that. There's Einstein with the, that the relativity theory. <laughs> so that was a dream first. And you want to spend some time doing research about the person who had the dream and brought it to fruition. So pay particular attention to when the dream became clear to him or her and how that affected the process of achieving it. So take the time to read. So for example, for Einstein, I read a little bit. So <laughs> it's because 
as a young man, Einstein always dreamed that he was slaying down a steep mountainside going so fast that eventually he approached the speed of light. And at this moment, the stars in his dream changed their appearance in relation to him. So he awoke and meditated on this idea and soon formulating what would become one of the most famous scientific theory in the history of mankind. So yes, it's just a short story, but if it's something like that, just find that book that will talk about that person, that dream that you, for you, you say, oh, I think it's the most audacious dream that I heard of. So read about this person so you can learn more. And of course, take note, record all your observations so you can use it. And then we go to journaling. So you want to spend the next days or maybe the next week thinking about your dream and giving it as much as detail as you can. So when you will reflect and write, you want to be sure that you answer those questions. So number one, does your dream make the most of your circumstances and opportunities? Number two, what are your emotions telling you about your dream? Is it on target? Number three, what does your intuition tell you about the rightness of your dream? Number four, how does your dream align with your life purpose? Number five, if it doesn't align with your life purpose, how can you adjust your dream so that there is an alignment? Number six, do your unique life experiences come into play in the creation of your dream? Number seven, have you allowed the things that inspire you like music, book, movie, memories, photograph, and so on to contribute positively to the creation of your dream? Number eight, have you talked to other people who have accomplished similar dreams? Number nine, if you haven't talked to other people, can you find a way to do that? And number 10, how can you add more detail to your picture of the dream? So yes, it's some question that you cannot answer right away and it's okay. So take time to reflect on this and to take a note. And after that, you go to the last step that now you have to spend some time that you have spent some time to journaling, you talk to successful people and done some research, it's time to rewrite your dream. Yes, you say again, yes, again. <laughs> and do not skip this step. So your goal is to express your dream in two different ways. Yes, first you want to describe in great detail with specific goal or objective, but the second one is to describe your dream in a single, concise sentences that you can easily write on the back of a business card. So the idea is that if you were on an elevator with your hero and your hero got on and asked you what is your dream, you would be able to state it before the elevator reached its destination. So yes, when you do all those things, put a written copy of your dream someplace where you see it every day. So I hope with all those answers, a question too, that you can really understand how you can bring clarity to your dream. Uh, you're going to photocopy this for me, eh, Marie-Pierre? 
You have it in the book. I have it in the book. Where did you get that? At the back of the book? Yes, yeah, so for people who already had the book because you want to have the book to follow with us, so put your dream to the test. At the end of the book, you have that dream, uh, that dream test, my dream map. So you have all these questions, all these steps for each part of the book. <laughs> yeah, we, didn't, we, we didn't read it together. So there I am. I want those questions. I want those questions. <laughs> no, but truth be said, I actually want them photocopied because I would fill it out on my photocopy. Because the, the book is one thing, but like anything in life, theory is one thing. It's, it's putting the work into answering this theory that's going to make it work. I don't know how to explain to you. So a lot of people go to university, then they feel after their bachelor's degree, uh, they don't have enough knowledge. So they go back, they get a master's and then, ah, let, let me, <coughs> let me perfect, <coughs> sorry, myself a little bit more. They go get a doctorate's degree. Then I'm just going to invent it from there. Okay. So Melanie Miller would be able to say it. And then they find that, you know, the doctorate's degree was good, but if they go get the second doctorate's degree, you know, it would give them a little bit more, <clears throat> you know, power. Next thing you know, it, they're 40 years old. They kind of graduated from, from, um, the college fund to the, uh, uh, retirement fund. But they never did anything in between, you know? So yes, we're reading, but I, I need that on paper so I can scribble, I can erase, I can rewrite, I can, you know, it's, it's all in the work we put in, all in the work. So in my closing, I said, what am I going to tell them today? I said, this is what I want to tell you. I believe that everyone has the potential to imagine a worthwhile dream. Again, if I come back to yesterday, we were I believe in God, so I know that each and every one of us has a unique DNA. Each and every one of us came to this world with specific gifts. So that means I also believe that everyone has the potential to imagine a worthwhile dream. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to shut off the noise, to sit down and put it into paper. We're always caught up in busy work. Next thing you know, I'm 50. Next thing you know, I'm 80. And I say, what, the, where the heck did all my, 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 my dreams go? So sit down and put it, you know, put it on paper. I also truly believe that everyone has the potential and ability to achieve it. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us. The key is, haha, surrounding yourself. So it's going to be a little bit of repetition, but I want to confirm it because I've got the 41 years experience, right? In, in multi-level marketing, it's surrounding yourself with the right people. That's the number one key. So if I come back to uh, Annie Marchand, I remember her like yesterday, how she persecuted Gina Raimondi back in the days. So uh, Sabrina said, persecute is not a nice word. I said, no, she persecuted her. I go, there's no other way to say it. Well, what do you mean? She called her. She texted her until she got all the answers she wanted. And if she got an answer and it was minutely ambiguous, poor Gina, she would have Annie up her mm, trying to get the answers. Well, that kind of oomph made her number one and third consecutive year at a million dollars of income, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So you've got to surround yourself with the right people. 
Number two, doing the one thing that will bring you closer to your dream every day. So in my multi-level marketing business, we cut it down to a science. 511, 511 every single day. Okay. I'm not going to go into the details. Those that are in my business, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So let's say today is a messed up day. I screwed it up. Okay. Now remember, don't get caught up in busy work because you're a worker. You're going to work, but you're not doing the right thing. That's because the dream isn't clear. So today, that's a really busy day and something went wrong or whatever. It doesn't matter. I must have done at least the first five, the, the number one, the five, which is adding five new VIPs to my VIP group. If I don't get the one recruit, if I don't do my one life sale, if I don't messenger five people, if I don't do a, a, um, a live sale on my group, if I don't uh, do my conditioning program not accountable today, well, if there's one thing, one thing that I must do, and that's what keeps me aligned, is the five, adding five new members to my VIP group. So I couldn't go to bed. See, this relentlessness is what success is about. This relentlessness is about me really, truly wanting to work towards my dream. <laughs> but I know a lot of people will work 18 hours today and not do that one, number one, is which is at five people. So you failed. I will have failed. So stop being busy, okay? Slow down and do what's going to push you to your next level. Number three, accountability, tracking, being on track, checking reality. You know, I said to one of my directors again this week, I said, I'm not going to argue with you. I want you to go listen to your last live and I want you to do little um, marks like one, two, how many times you talked about join my team. I'm not, I don't argue with people, I said to her. I said, I want you to go listen to your life. How many times did you say, join my VIP group? How many times did you say during your life, share? How many times during your life, you asked questions? Questions where you showed them you were interested sincerely in them. So I'm not arguing with you. On the contrary, I'm walking away. I don't, I don't do arguments. And of course, you know, the conversation kind of ended a little bit, oh, I hate Maria, but I'm hoping she went and looked at her last live so she can be her own judge. Tracking, stop putting your head in the sand. Pull it out of the sand when good old English from the East End Montreal, pull it out of your butt, okay? And look at reality, look at reality. So in, in conclusion, again, Gratitude every day, meditation, journaling, absolutely. I'm in the conditioning program, writing the 100 goals with deadlines, the vision board with deadlines, uh, daydreaming. Take the time each day to daydream. I take a nap, so I daydream just before falling asleep. And then as soon as I wake up, well, I do my, I have a, a routine when I wake up, right? Uh, in that routine, I daydream. I rehearse my number one speech. I rehearse, uh, you know, how I'm going to do this Thursday night, Wednesday night. I seek out people who have already done what I have done and better, and they inspire me. I read, I educate myself, reach out, connect, learn more about them. And a lot of times, you know, you don't quite have a path. It's okay. Just copy paste somebody who's number one. 
I mean, I mean, that's it. Or somebody that's growing. Like right now, if I was a Tupperware director, I'd be copy pasting Lily and her recruiting. I would be copy pasting Julie Chayet in the sales. I, you understand what I'm saying? There's so many people out there, even perhaps adopting their vision because it resonates with you. Why would I invent another vision? If yours resonates with me, then your truth will become my truth. But remember, if you can't conceive it first, there's nothing that you'll be able to achieve. So the, the word, magic word, conceive it to achieve it. All right, guys, we love you. See you next week. And remember, 511, 511. You had a bad day, at least do the five. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>